Welcome to So Far So Rare. I'm joined today by my guy Quinny. Um, it felt like it has been way too long, but it's actually only been like two months, six weeks. But that is too long to not speak to you, Quinny. Um, the, for anyone who doesn't know Quinny, it's at Quinny3001, makes some great So Rare content. And Quinny's the guy who brought me into So Rare, what, two and a half years ago now? Um, so I felt it was only right to talk to you now that we're, we're approaching Endgame by the looks of it. But how have you been? I've been great, mate. Absolutely buzzing. Uh, it's been one of these, uh, you know, we were just chatting before coming on, but it's been a, a, a yeah, it's been it's been a real whirlwind week from like the Premier League coming on, uh, all the way to, all the way over the last couple of days and stuff. But yeah, it, yeah. it's been absolutely great, and uh, yeah, long time. It's always long overdue. I agree. Um, yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's like sometimes it's uh, it's, it's always hard to make the stars align and and all that good That's stuff. It. What was the series we did like last year? I don't know if you're listening on podcast or you're watching this, but on YouTube uh, we did something that was like we were trying yeah. to do it in a budget, like a build battle or something. Was it? Remember those yeah. days? Jeez, there was, there was a lot of B words. I definitely remember that. Bud, <laughs> yeah, a lot of B alliteration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. Well, yeah, look, for sure, I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. it was good fun. In terms of what we're going to talk about today, obviously, I just kind of want to catch up with you in the Prem launch. What's going on with you? Um, the market, people are on about the market a bit, so we'll have to talk about that. Rewards were brought up again. We're never shaking this, are we? Um, a few other topics, lots of questions from people, and I don't think we'll be stuck for stuff to cover. So, just kind of the Prem launch, like, I said this to you just before we hit record. I was like, oh, that's a nice thing to say. I'm being way too open. I'm giving, like, the off-air production on air. Um, is the time for announcements over? Do you know, like, it seems like this podcast for the last two years, three, however long it's been, a year and a half, I don't even know how long it's been, a while, it's been a case of, you know, oh, and what's happened this week, or what announcement this week? I think now we're at the stage where, like, we're not constantly waiting for, like, a new league or a new team or a new sport or an update. It's all just going to be little iterations, isn't it? It's going to be much smaller things. Yeah, it's yeah. so, like, that, uh-huh. I think you're right there, like because there is no announcement that can compete in terms of you know waiting for. Yeah, it, it's so it's just pure uh, you know fate the way it's all kind of panned out that the Premier League was the last one to come on board and mm. how much of a struggle it was in terms of like getting the deal over the line. Some other company went bust and blah de blah, and you could only have one at a time for the longest while and whatever. Uh, it's like a proper saga, you know, like mm. um, in, in all senses of the word. So, yeah, nothing will, uh, yeah, it's quite easy to say nothing will leave, even come into that. But again, all those kind of, uh, with all that stuff being passed now, it is just now, like you say, it's iterating and it's developing. And then that's when, you know, it gets, I think that's when it gets exciting, you know. Yeah. Honest, so the game, maybe no more. It, it's maybe, yeah. So the announcements that will be coming in the future won't necessarily be stuff that we're anticipating and we're building to and wishing for. I can't mm-hmm. wait to get access to that league and I'd love to own a so and so or whatever. But it's more like, bam, for the Euros, we're doing this yeah. or bloody blah, blah, whatever they're going to do. You know, new sponsor of a competition is going to give away X for whatever, you know. Yeah. I actually want to talk Enter about the Coca Cola oh. Cup. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to come back to that. I actually I literally just wrote a note down of like, come back to that because I was thinking about that this week again. But I think you're right. I think I'm, I'm acting as if there's going to be no more announcements or like that's the the end game. That's the big one. But equally, you know, a wee club shop update could be very exciting if done correctly. Do you know what I mean? Imagine you could spend those coins on like signed memorabilia, memorabilia, whatever else. Like that's fun. Imagine like you could turn out these coins on so rare. And turn them into football shirts or signed boots or do you know match tickets 
for lots of coins. Do you know what I mean? Like the, that could be a thing. The social totally. feature of the site. You know, I have followers. You have followers. We all follow people. How they build that out. How private leagues evolves and iterates. Um, how the divisions change. We've got football, NBA, and MLB. What's not to say we get F one, we get tennis, we get whatever in the future. So there still is a lot to go, but I feel like right now it's great because I feel we can somewhat settle in and like enjoy the game for a while. Maybe I would maybe what if I, I'd want to throw this out to you, John, and anyone listening, right? But could um, would the NFL be Premier League is level? That not rainmakers, it it would be huge. The fantasy football thing in America is absolutely ginormous, isn't it? But yeah. is like Rainmakers not all over that? Is that not maybe it's not exclusive? Maybe it's not long term. The NFL no would be massive, wouldn't it? Is that going to be the new thing yeah. when F- when NFL <laughs> when NFL <laughs> <laughs> hashtag when NFL at me on Twitter. <laughs> Le- LeBron your game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron your game. Shout out Trip and B. But yeah, I don't know. There's a lot that can happen. I want to go back to that again. I feel like this podcast is going to be a little less like, oh, we have to talk about this, this, and this. It's going to be just like two guys catching up. The sponsored competitions is something that, like, I was thinking about this week. I forget where I was. I forget what I was doing. I might have been walking my dog. But like, or was I talking to someone about this? But like, the the scope of like what that could become is so huge in terms of like, the problem is so rare need the players in the free-to-play game or in the whatever. They need the, the eyes on the site to make it worthwhile for a sponsor. So imagine on FPL. If each week on FPL they had like some sort of bonus, whoever picked the best I don't know, it's two like it's two templated game where everyone has the same teams, but they do something, right? Where the winner get it's sponsored by Coca-Cola. That's eleven million people, that's ten million people, that's three million, four million active players, whatever it is, who are getting eyes on it. So therefore, from a product standpoint or a marketing standpoint, it makes sense. At the minute, so rare only have I don't know how many, a hundred thousand, hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand eyes on the product. You know what I mean? You pay some yeah. TikToker or whatever, they'll get that more views than that in a heartbeat. So it's like for like a big company to come in and sponsor something at the minute, maybe it doesn't quite make as much sense. But maybe it does. I'm I'm just rambling, I'm kinda of throwing this at you. Like, do they need to get I more think... users before the big people come in? Or do the big people come in which will bring more users? Because if you had like the Coca Cola Cup or the Nike Cup Nike Cup where the winners get limited edition one of one kind of Nike so rare combo fashion, but they also get tickets to this or a FaceTime call with one of the Nike athletes or whatever it is, you know that yeah. type of shit. That would be crazy. Yeah. Lifetime supply of Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not good for your health that one. <laughs> no. but, um, so I I I think like uh, <clears throat> I think when it comes to this kind of stuff in terms of like professional competitions and like some you know. Coca-Cola coming in, McDonald's or whatever, sponsor a competition, is like they get the thing that they're always looking for. Seen it perfectly with Qatar when Messi won the World Cup. Qatar were really happy to be right next to Messi when he was winning mm-hmm. the World Cup and it to be the Qatari World Cup for Messi and that association. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that association with the victory. That's what that's what that top end sponsorship wants, you know. And what so they are is probably not really tapped into yet. And who knows how long it'll be until it's properly tapped into but is is football players playing this you know we've also got tony mm-hmm. playing we've got griezmann and your video i was watching earlier today pk's talking about playing it with puyo you know if mm-hmm. i heard them rightly you know yeah so if you've got like you know tons of footballers playing it timo werner's on it as we know and there's a few other active guys just man dembele and whatever um but like the more players get involved in it 
that's when more of like you know these kind of things definitely could just generally mm. happen just because it's like oh well because but again then probably maybe part of the problem is like how often does Griezmann win something you know it's not as if he's going to go You're up right. on stage and collect a but, medal for it you know but it's so there's a, there's a bit of a different that, dynamic there but is the fix to that to put in on you sorry where instead of having these guys enter competitions where there's thousands of people you have special kind of pro divisions or famous or footballer divisions or whatever where and even going outside footballers like people like Nepenthes who have two million followers or um the Chinese and the Habers and the whoever else is if you get in these is it a what's the is it Valouz who's the French guy yeah yeah him he's big in France like he's a big YouTuber over there and but what if you get like even personalities or like imagine you got Stormzy playing so rare because he's a Spurs fan or something I don't even know who he supports but you know what I mean you could get actual yeah. like A B list celebrities playing the game with their favorite players but there's almost like those their own divisions where they might it's win it and it's the Nike whatever division and uh, so someone an entertainment who follows can angle it, to it and then you, you, everyone you can like, get involved with I'm going down one here you could pick which person you want to support as a so rare player and Ooh. if they win one of the people who you can only support one that one of the people who supports them gets the surprise at random you know what I mean? Something like that. So, like, imagine there were 12 A-list whatevers or 12 influencers. Kind of like, yeah. And they, they listen to this idea coming out live. And if they all compete and each week the winner, the one who you decide to support or you take their colours on your banner, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're in the running for their price. You have to pick who you support. You know? I don't know. I, I There's a million fun. ideas. There's a million ideas. But, yeah, but the angle you took it down there, what I then thought of was, like, yeah, you would probably have, like, yeah, you would want to kind of have, like, those people kind of, but then, like, on so rare, because the sponsorship money is coming for for the tournament or whatever, mm. we then get an SO5 arena that's filled up with, like, whatever there's going to be laid on, cash or lifetime supply yeah. of Coca-Cola or Happy Meals or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, magical internet money, whatever's going on. A Big Mac know, for um, two quid, you know, the wee shitty voucher, just fill out this online yeah. survey. <laughs> no thanks, man, keep it. From the back of the bus ticket. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's an NFT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even like that, like McDonald's or these other big NFT, like there's another one for you, the big NFT crowds can come in where like, you know, the winner gets a, now this is, I'm just thinking the winner gets a board ape. No, that's never going to happen. But you get my point, like other NFT projects, but then you're getting into the realms of dodgy. You'd need to have really like good projects and are they competitors? Are I think good. anything, I think anything like this, if it was to emerge, would be a proper like partnership. That's what, you yeah. know, the way Soria kind of goes. So it'd be like, you know, it wouldn't just be like a one-off thing that maybe, you know, it's yeah. like a proper brand association. We are now collaborating with ESPN or something and ESPN yeah. or Apple TV are going to sponsor the, the Apple TV Cup, and it's going to be blah de blah, and the prizes will be blah de blah, and all the do rest think, of it. Um, you know. Do you think TV rights is something so rare I'll ever go down? I'd you have to, to tell me they can. Oh. You have to tell me they can. And I mean, we don't need the Premier League, you know. But I mean, even just being able to watch the J Leagues and the K Leagues easy, replay them, highlights, decisives only. So you see the clearance off the lines, you see the red cards, you see the penalties, you see the goals. Or, you know, surely the. Belgian Belgian league, the Jupiler league, or Eredivisie, or Portugal. Surely, what about the Portuguese league? Are we getting it? That would be good, wouldn't it? We're still missing that, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Still not even get. Some. We've not got, got all of France either. If you look at all the, Here, the draft stuff. Do you want to tell you something France. that actually did my bap in this week, Quinny? I did the Road to Glory on Wednesday, and I was going through picking. And I, I, I seen it. You see, you seen it? Yeah. Do you know what you know what my problem was here? 
so Napoli are like top of the table, aren't they? If I try to do this off the top of my bap, Napoli are top of the table, and I already had like a Mary, Merit, Mary, and a Di Lorenzo stack. So then I went like, okay, let's look at the other fixtures. Like, who can I target? Like, who are the shit teams in this league? And obviously it's like Cremonese, who actually play Napoli, top versus bottom, great. Sampdoria, Verona, Spezia, they're who I need to go and target. So when, how do we look? And of course, it's Inter Milan, who are playing against Sampdoria. And it's Roma, who are against Lecce, which is also another plum fixture. I can't pick Inter players, I can't pick Roma players. So then, the top three, I've already got the top team stacked. Second and third, out, I couldn't pick my Dybala, I couldn't pick my um, Chalanoglu or whatever. So off I go into 4th and 5th, they're playing against each other, Atlanta and Lazio play each other. Down into 6th, Milan are on a 3 game losing streak. My whole point here is like, I know it's a lot of like the stars aligning in terms of who's playing who and who's wearing form. And maybe in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter as much. But like, Inter and Roma are two big teams in that league. And there aren't many, you know. The, the, well, there's the, the Milans, there's Juventus, there's Roma. And you know... Okay, I know there's Atlanta and Lazio sniffing about, and I'm probably Napoli, obviously, but like I don't know. It's just it, it's a big hole in the Serie A game, I think. I agree. And then the French um, you know, teams as well. The French, the French one's been hard for me to pick players in because there is um, just as a league in general, like there's not a lot of, outside of PSG. It's hard to find some proper. Yeah. You only get two per club, you know, as well, which you're limited to. In some ways, but with uh, but with Serie A, like Roma, the now um, I've got some like Dybala is now on set pieces. I'm uh, I'm led to believe also now, and I've got a good defense. And then Inter Milan, are, they've got great great options all across their squad for the, this yep. draft. You know, from Latara Martinez's to Callan Oglu's to Bastoni's and everything in between. You know, so broad. If you is it's kind of limiting when you're in some of those ones. Um, and yeah, just kind of hope they sort that out. But as you were talking there, I was thinking, is there an opportunity here somewhere? And I think like if you were going to play, if you're a brand new player and you're playing Serie A semi-pro, if you can plug into that with Inter and Roma Limiteds, which you can get, they are huge differentials in that competition because they'll only be in that competition as Limiteds. And, you know... Oh, yes, yeah, so you get the Limiteds and then play your... Con- oh, yes, that you're right. That is an opportunity. So... But that's one for beginners. We can't enter that, can we? Uh, I can. I've only got 10 limited in my gallery. Have you? <laughs> yeah. I sold them all to do my Road to Glory series. I just wiped them all clean, sold them all, and went back to zero. Jeez. Did you trade them all at once, or was that like a, a long, old process? Uh, no, I did one big I did one big sale to uh, one of these guys on Discord that buys all the things in the world. Um, the best type of guys. Yeah. And, and I made, like, I made, so I bought, like, most of my limiteds. Like, I kind of said, John, like, and again, anyone who's Listen to this, we kind of know already to an extent, but like when Limiteds first came out, like we always knew, like they're over a thousand, so there's going to be another thousand next year, another thousand next mm. year, whatever. So, particularly when we are buying them, particularly when I was buying them right early, you kind of know that they're always in that situation of more supplies forever coming, kind of thing. So, mm. like over last, I basically had my first year in Limited, so I think I spent about an ETH or so initially, and then I had one or two intervals where I topped the team up with about a quarter of an ETH. So all in, circa 1.5, 1.6 is about what I uh, was in for Unlimited mm. over the year. Didn't really win too much, gave some stuff away and tried to get specialist wins that didn't happen to win rares. And then I think I sold it all for like 1.7 or 1.8 or something. Okay. Now, f- throughout that whole time, but, you know, the price of um, Ethereum was yeah. been totally different. So like... Um, 
it's hard to really say because again there's been other trades that have happened yeah yeah whatever but overall i'm quite happy with my year of limiteds and then i thought i'll just go to zero and then i'll just do whatever people do with zero limiteds you know and kind of yeah. go from there so i can play it uh, and i've got yeah, yeah. a wee semi-pro Serie A team in from a road to glory series to, so fingers crossed i've not got a roma oh, really? player but, you um, have to go on like crossed. Captain Dybala or something, pick up a limited. I'm tempted, but he's uh, he's, he's not an easy one to get just on the fly, just for a plum, plum game. I'll never be captain. I wish right. I was petty enough for this to be planned, Quinny, right? But I have something okay. to drop on you. Ooh. So you joined So Rare three months before me and got me in the door. Um, and this is funny. I really wish I'd like planned this because it would look so petty. Okay. I have now won, as of whatever last week. 254 awards and you have won 253 rewards so now you've got three wins though and i've only ever won once they should display podiums on so rare data i think yeah so you've just overtaken me on wins interesting that's rewards. gonna be good rewards i get spacey now <laughs> yeah i am no, entering less teams but you know yeah, i was gonna say my gallery is bigger so i've obviously got the advantage Ooh. but like yeah i'm just gonna say you know there's only one mvp around here now <laughs> well let's see those medals going up let's see those you're right so five man SF, winning divisions isn't isn't easy do you know what i think about it right and i honestly i get that i'm a bit of a chump and i get that i i don't claim to be the best fantasy player in the world right but honestly for like a year and a half or two years now like i do put thought into these lineups and i do actually look at data and numbers and I actually do sometimes just buy the best guys. I have really shit hot under 23 options. How do I never win? Like, how do those stars not align? Do you know what I mean? Like, surely That's one bad week. <laughs> like, bad I, I get like, okay, I get that I could be shit, right? But even if I'm shit with the cards I have, surely the stars should align once. You know what I mean? You've got some belters. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, they, like, I, I'm totally with you. Like this week, right? I've went and done my lineup builder. Okay, it's good old man. That's just how random it it's is, just, isn't it? It just goes. Do you, oh, can I ask your opinion on something? Actually, as a guy who's yeah, won more times than me, is this team worth putting in? I won't turn too long on this because this will be out in like its own video. But under twenty three super rare this week, I'm pushing it right. I think this is an okay team. Cook here, Gaitan Cook in goal. He's up against Upen, so whatever. Benoit Badiashile. Right, he's up against West yep. Ham. Yari Versharan. It was between him, Ezekiel Palacios, Max Cacre, but unfortunately, like the lads just have funky fixtures. Um, Versharan could be Palacios, but Versharan's as nailed as they come, and Palacios could get hooked after sixty-five minutes. Jonathan David, right? Who, who, who was in midfield? Sorry, uh, Yari Versharan. So Yari's in midfield with Badiashil and Cook. Badiashil, Cook, Yari Versharan. Jonathan David at home to Strasbourg. And then Yukonari yep. Shugawara at home against, is that like Excelsior or something? Like, yeah. I think that's, I have to throw that in under 23. Super rare. Have a chance. Maybe I need to ask Harry Trades. He's the guy there, isn't he? He loves his under 23 super. And then you've went, uh, Shugawara's got a great game. But yeah, sure, you like that, don't you? And then David's hard to ignore. Yeah, yeah I, I just think I have to plug it in. <clears throat> then, you know, it's always that game of then you're taking out your better under-23 rare pro super rare options. So you're having to put less in there. But Anyway. See, see after last weekend, I'm kind of... Uh, this weekend coming anyway. Or, the, or not, not this weekend coming, so I've not got that many games on. But next time I've got, like, all my 
uh, Celtic cards on and stuff. Like, I'm I'm going to deprioritize D threes for a game week and just go Ooh. red yeah, and blue. About, yeah, you know, kind of vibe and see how because, like, see you're kind of, see what you're saying to me now. I kind of feel that way, and I've not got as much of a reason to feel that way because it's only for one team, you know. But I kind of feel that way with my all star rare pro lineup because that's not been pulling in cards the way it used to, mm. and for the most part, my teams aren't. You know, there's all they're always kind of well built. You know, I've always got like a good super rare or two in there, and like obviously, you know, um, get decent cards in midfield and whatever typically as well. And yeah, it's like five points out of something or just mm. at the bottom of the tier. I've not even had, yeah. So, all star rare pro, I feel like I've either got less competitive there or it's got more competitive there for like what I'm doing because like we were talking about topping divisions. Like, one of them I got recently was a super rare division, you know, and winning a super rare division is a lot easier than winning a rare division. Mm. You know, yeah, that, um, I actually won underdog super rare or kickoff or something. Underdog super rare was the one I won. Um, yeah. but I have another lineup that's even more questionable. It's my first ever time entering champion Europe super rare, and I think I'm probably wasting my time, but I just need someone to tell me I'm wasting my time, right? Uh, I'll tell you the lineup. Yeah, I see it. So, champion Europe super rare, I know that this is going to be like big, big scores required. So this is where I'm like, I'm a waste of my time. And this is where like PSU fans are go, John, you're a moron, right? But <laughs> Hurideki in goal up mm-hmm. against Hoffenheim could keep a clean sheet away from home, which is a bit of a ball ache. Mm-hmm. Mario Rui, who is like legitimately like a top, top performer, top of the league against bottom of the league. As long as he starts, which he's predicted to, that could be 100. So he's captain yep. as a super rare. In midfield, I've got Benjamin Andre, who's at home against Strasbourg, who puts up, Unique. I don't know, his average is like his L1563. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's putting up decent, and it's an, a unique. Yep. So I think so far, you know, if Hurideki was to keep the clean sheet, we're actually looking pretty good. This is where it gets a bit funky, though. Kulisevsky midfielder card. Up against, okay. who are they playing? Leicester. Leicester have won a couple of games recently, haven't they? And I don't know, mm-hmm. but Kulisevsky's getting minutes and blah, 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 blah. He was realistically the best option because it was like Kulisevsky or it was, I don't know, Ezekiel Palacios for Bayer Leverkusen. Max Kakare, unfortunately, he's up against Lons, which is a tough game. Chukwesi, I don't know, gets a bit messy. And then Rafael Leao up against uh, Torino. Mm. Am I just going to get slaughtered and should I put Mario Rui, Rui in All-Star Rare Pro? Because he's my best super rare. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel so, like the Benjamin Andre Unique is a really decent card. And I feel like I need to be using it. Yeah, I agree. I think the goalkeeper is the, the, the funny one for me in that team, right? Because Hoffenheim and Leverkusen, they're both... Sorry for swearing, but they're both batshit crazy. Like That, mm. that game could be four each or something. Yeah. Both of those teams are mental, you know. Could be no-no. But, like... <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one of those ones. Um, so that he's the one that worries me out of that because he, if everyone else does go off, it could just be one of those mad Bundesliga games where it is just a, a it's a bum fight. You know, in the street, they're just going go, f- <laughs> they're just going, they're just going a go bum for fight. Goal. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, 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 they don't care about defending and goalkeeping. Yeah. You know, they're just like yeah. throw it up the pitch and the Bundesliga whatever. is is vibey. Yeah, just you know, so goals. Um. But if Ruiz on to start, he's a power player, and I like your unique. And Leal's got a tough game between him and Kulisevsky. You know, they're both good to get 16 above, you know, before multiplier. So I do like it, but I do think what you're underestimating here 
is how powerful no rare keeper in D2 is as well. So like that does kind of thin the herd of who would have entered. And also the prize pool is now a bit yeah. better. And the fact that all the prize pools are a little bit better. Yeah. Like, Means everyone's I think this prioritizing is... it now though, isn't it? Who? And to what priority? So you're maybe thinking about, let's just say like a PSU or an AJ or an Anzo, maybe taking this division from being their eighth priority to being their sixth. Yeah. Is that really that different to me and you? Probably yeah, not. Yeah, what you mean. You know? Because what I looked at was, right, in champ the reason I said Champion Europe is I could roll this in All-Star Super Rare. Champion Europe has obviously better prizes. They've got 22 Super Rares up for grabs and three Rares. Okay, and those are Tier 1 Rares. All-Star Super Rare has Star Super Rares, blah, 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 three Tier 1 Rares for the podium as well. So, fi sorry, 57 cards. 60 cards total in All-Star Super Rare and 25 in Champion Europe, so just less than half, but there's less than half the entrance. There's 73 entrants into Champion Europe Super Rare. Mm -hmm. And I actually, and you have to imagine some of them are kind of bums, but the other thing is there will legitimately just be like Bayern Munich stacks here from some monster with a unique Opamecano or like a unique Kimmich or something. That'll probably be there. Maybe you can ask why... in D2, but... Can I ask why... I know, I'd agree with that. I don't think those, yeah, those cards will come in at D2. No, no. Would you, if you make me asking, because Leal, as we all know, has had a wee bit of a hissy fit in Milan. Is there a reason you picked him over Joe David? Uh, just or was it just... Joe David's in under 23 Super Rare. Ah, uh, of course. So I actually yeah, am prioritising under 23 Super Rare. Like, it's like, I want to win that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But anyway, maybe this is one for a lineup builder. But I don't know, just kind of pushing it a bit this week, going for like the bigger divisions, you know? Well, see, it kind of ties boys. into what we were chatting about earlier, right? Because if you special big divisions that make it sponsored or whatever an easy way to do that to you know the native so rare player as it were is like high stakes divisions you know as these kind of you know and that's kind of why i've been trying to get as many super rares and whatever as i have been over the last year or so because i think like it's um it's part of the benefit of or it should be part of the benefit to finding the game a bit earlier as you get stuff that you wouldn't mm. you don't think that's my mentality towards it anyway i try and get stuff that i don't think i should be able to get in five yeah. years from now you know, if I'd just discovered the game off off the street, as it were. Um, and again, that's uh, because, again, like not, not, you know, competitions that are filled with pro footballers and whatever is one thing. But like games that anyone could open an account tomorrow and start playing so rare and get the good stuff access wise. Yeah. You know, you've got to have a wee bit of that accessibility with the cards. And again, they're always good. And if they go down that way. Oh, sorry. Somebody's at my door. If you don't mind pausing, mate. No, work away. I, I, I'll fill one up. There's no pause in here, Bob, big boy. Why am I saying big boy or bad boy? Uh, we'll let Quinny get his door. But I was just looking. Um, I'm going to bring up a uh, watch list. This is a great time for a plug. So Rare Data. Go and check it out. They sponsor the show. Thank you, So Rare Data. And I'm actually about to use one of their features for something very interesting. It's their watch list feature. And I'm going to have a look at their Champion Europe Player <laughs> Index. And um, talk why I hear a laugh. What What's wrong? It's no, nobody's absolutely with bricking it. I'm like, it's not, I was getting to the doors like, hello, and it's still going boom, 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 boom. It's not. There's like, there's a cycle track right next to the studio, and there's uh, we, there's we guys out there setting off fireworks. <laughs> like proper bangers, but I thought my door was getting yeah. knocked. You know, oh, like proper, so it was just fireworks. Boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. Big bangers. Glasgow. <laughs> yeah. Um, Glasgow. <laughs> but I was giving a plug to So Rare Data, who bring the uh, bring the podcast to us every week. But do you use one of their features actually to to give you some interesting info, Quinny? But um, So Rare Data, do you like it? 
Oh, I love it. Yeah, I was actually as you were going through your uh, as we were chatting about your teams there, I was just going on your lineup builder and just plugging them in just so I can see um, exactly the teams you're looking at and stuff. You know, so yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Soria Data. I love all all their good stuff that they've got over there. I want to tell you something, right? And this is using their watch list feature. This is for Champion Europe players. I don't know if you've seen this feature. I made a video on it recently. If anyone cares, you can go over and watch the video. It's like the most underused feature or something, right? But genuinely now. So I can probably pull this up on the screen. Again, it's going to look crap to everyone. Um, and if you're listening, don't worry. I'm going to just talk about it anyway. So this is, um, Quinny, you probably can't see it. But basically, what's on the screen, and everyone who's listening to the podcast can't hear it, is a Champion Europe player index, which basically what they've done here is SRR1 made this, Erwin, and basically he has put 30 top, top champion players on a watch list. So the players on it um, are like, I don't know, Danny Prejoser, Kevin De Bruyne, Jude Bellingham, Upamecano, Mbappe, Cruz, Fertz, and Kunku. Big, big names, right? And if you go over to the price tab, you can actually track the price over the previous year, right? So in terms of ETH, we are at an all-time low for these players, yeah. apart from when they first came out, right? But um, average price for these in ETH, uh, the average price by card is 0.149 right now. And the cumulative price, if you were to buy every player on this, all 30 players, it would cost you 4.478 ETH right now. Um, so to give you an idea... In July last year, it would have cost you just shy of 20 ETH. If you look back at even just the 1st of January, these cards would have cost you 9.8 ETH, and now they cost you less than half of that, 4.5. It took a big dip when the Premier League came. Big dip when the Premier League came. Uh, like a little cliff, almost. Um, and what are we looking at there? So in the, the Premier League... Ethereum, and I'm going to bring that up, right? Because I know that's yeah. that's crucial here. But on the 30th of January, when they launched the Premier League, it was at 7.224 ETH. And just one day later, the average price, or the cumulative price, was down to 5.6, and it's continued to slide, right? If we pull yeah. it into euros, though, it doesn't make for much better reading. On the 30th of January, it was just shy of 10 grand, and now it's like 6,800. So that's like a 30% drop in terms of these prices over the last week and a bit. So, I think, like, you know, what quite often happens, I think, and, like, you know, we, we make content on this stuff. We're always normally pretty upbeat, and I am upbeat. And I'm honest when I say that I haven't really watched my gallery value, and I'm here for a bit long term, and seeing where these competitions go, and trying to compete at the top, and seeing what happens. But you have to, we have to acknowledge that for, like, the bulk of players, or people who come in, and they are maybe more focused on the money side of it, or playing on a budget of two, three, four hundred quid, got in relatively new money and they bought in for the Global Cup last year, whatever. You know, their gallery values could be down fifty percent. They could be down forty percent. Why do you think that is? Does it worry you? And let's just talk about it. I think the uh, in terms of that index, like the main thing I think about when you're reading those numbers to me is we all know the kind of everyone was kind of waiting in anticipation throughout January. It was very well hinted that towards the end, mm. you know. So there was this kind of, you know, the month of January itself is almost like almost a void period where there wasn't as much, you know, veracity in the market from a lot of people who are normally quite active. A lot of people were pausing and maybe holding some ETH back and waiting to see, waiting to see. And naturally, then when that, you know, so I think you know, cut that coupled with 
the kind of natural reaction as well then of people who then want to quickly sell a card to go and get mm. something else in you know you then so you then have a, a little combination of like the market kind of drying down a bit in terms of people holding their money and waiting to see for what's coming then it's like go time apparently cards are out people then see that the market's kind of moving again some people are going in and buying stuff and they think great i'm going to try and sell some stuff so i can go buy some stuff and then everyone wants to do that at the same time and if you've got three or four people all listing cards all of a sudden for the same player you know everyone's down by a fiver every time mm. depends on how motivated you are to get a quick sale and get some cash in your wallet you can kill someone's price on story or data like that you know like if, yeah. if you have a card you know you can you can do anything to that you know so i don't read too much into like srd values on stuff that um if i'm not so like, i've said this before on content or whatever but normally like um most players in my gallery i've got a kind of idea in my mind when where and why i might sell them and i only think about those players in this kind of situation is this player affected because they're the only ones that i marry up against any of that market activity that's the only market activity that concerns me mm. is for this backup goalkeeper that's rumored to be number one is his what's his price doing well his price is actually still going up you know so it's yeah. so it, it's one of those ones where like high-end european players on that index are the most liquid of assets normally and normally ones that people will turn into the market quite quickly to turn a rare into a super or turn a rare into a couple of eve to go and do something else with whatever it might be on platform or off platform so again, naturally, again, you get three or four people motivated to raise a couple of ETH quite quickly. Jude Bellingham goes from four ETH to two ETH or whatever, I don't know. Um, because three guys are buzzing to go and try and get a De Bruyne all of a sudden or a Bruno Fernandez yeah. or something. Um, so yeah, it's one of those ones where the numbers on the screen, they only mean that they only, they're only telling you what previous people have sold it for. If you weren't planning on selling yours today or tomorrow, it, you know, it's, it's not any different to yesterday. Nothing's actually changed. You're just reading about somebody else's sold theirs. Yeah. So like it's one of those ones where it needs is there's always relevance to these numbers for me, you know. What's kind of interesting as I click through the other indexes that are there, Asian players have been very flat. Challenger Europe players are actually flat. You know, in the last three months or like if last three months they were to buy this index of thirty players, which includes the likes of Adan, Coates, Joe Hart, Diogo Costa, Timber, Jada, Morioka, Gakpo, Veerman, you know, a lot of the big challenger heads under 23s included. Even just sure. one month ago to buy the cumulative price of these, one month ago was 3.3 ETH and now it's 2.2 ETH, which I know is a bit of a drop, right? But if we actually have a look at, if people go and look at this, basically whenever the Premier League came, they didn't shift. The, the, yeah. their average price of card on the day the Premier League came was 0 0.081 and it's when 0.079 8 back to 818 and now it's down to 0.075 but still what I'm saying here is like it's weird that the drop seemed to come in champion players at limited in particular like they got hit the hardest Asian players didn't really get hit American players nah I actually haven't looked at American players I'm assuming um, so don't at me but champion Europe got hit but you could argue okay it's more competitive because, yeah. maybe because there's more cards there now more you know there will be high performers in the premier league there aren't particularly like crazy performers it's like any other league really isn't it but i don't think there's any like i don't think it brings in like a disproportionate you know it doesn't bring in a disproportionate amount of like ridiculous assets you know what i mean but i wonder why the price dipped in champion europe in particular and is it that is a, 
And again, we spoke about this and maybe on a drunk cast or something, but it's, you know, Champion Europe was four divisions, now it's five, you know, mm. so you've got an increase of 25% on availability of defenders, mids, forwards, goalkeepers, you know. Yeah. Um, so, like, for the Champion Euro ones that aren't, like, the, the market pieces that people are throwing out there to raise some money, more of them are just... Um, there's just they've just got more competition in the market. You know, you could go and get a Milinkovic Savage, or you could go and get a Ward Prowse. You know, you could go and yeah. get a Di Lorenzo, or you could go get a Andy Robertson. I know you could get him anyway, but you know, I what get I'm your saying. point. Yeah, you know, so so there's a wee bit of that that goes on in Champion Euro also that there's just twenty five percent more availability. It's um, but and like the the prize pools are more bolstered now, aren't they? Because there's more cards you can win. I mean, and you can yeah. win some. You can win Harry Kane. I mean, you can win Erling yeah. Haaland again. I assume we can win Erling Haaland again. I haven't checked the prize pool. Of course we can. Under twenty three. Under twenty three. Right <laughs> super rare prize pool. Oh my God, Quinny! Can you actually imagine if I won under twenty three super rare and pulled a super rare Haaland? I would not believe it. I would lose my. I would. I don't even know what I would do. I think I'd just quit. I think that would be it. That's like end game. I win. Goodbye. The last one sold for 29 ETH four days ago. Imagine just winning 29 ETH. Like, what would I do? Would I keep it? Would I sell it? You would definitely need to keep it for like a month at least. You need to use it for a little bit. You know, there's no way you I'd couldn't not use it for a bit. And then I'd give it away. I would mm-hmm. never do that. Imagine that, Jesus. Well, imagine you got Rogered with a, like a bad offer for it, where it was actually two point nine ETH instead of twenty nine ETH. <laughs> That's an absolute way to do it. Yeah. Man, Erling Haaland under twenty three. The price pool's been that good. Twenty five, man. Like that's that's there, and I mean, oh no, I won Vinicius Junior Super Rare instead. Like, you know what I mean? Imagine you yeah. actually did go in there and you won like an Ivor Pander or like a, I don't even know, like so a, a Ricky Pouge. <laughs> like, get out of here, Nicholas. Enough of that. I'm, that I'm burning the house down, mate. I'm out. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the prep launch happened. We've talked about the market briefly. Probably come back up. There was a bit of. I didn't actually really catch this. I don't even know what I was doing or why I didn't catch it, but people were throwing the toys out the pram a wee bit about rewards this week again. Were there rewards has come back around? We're in, we're in a cycle. I don't know. Yeah, I felt like that. I caught, I caught a lot of whispers of that myself, like across uh, the internet and whatever. But yeah, you know, the, the weekend, you know, the prize pools looked amazing and I think a lot of people were right into it. But again, every, everyone can't win Mbappe. Everyone can't win Messi. I think is what actually is the punchline to it all from what I'm told, if you know what I mean. But mm. I think Ederson was involved. I think some guys, uh, somebody won an Ederson and I seen another one as well that wasn't too bad. I can't remember what they were now, but yeah, I think that was just that people are out. Oh, was it a, was that an injured player or something? Or there was, did, was it, I don't, you know what I've ones. just done right now? Oh. I've just went to oh, Twitter and I've typed in Perez because it will be all over his page if something happened. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Oh, there we go. One day ago. The rewards topic is the thing again. If I could change three things, rework the star pool. Such oh, this is what I saw actually. I saw AJ or someone. So people were getting annoyed about the idea that someone in a midweek could just get lucky 
and like next this midweek coming or whatever i happen to have a real madrid stack or this midweek if you happen to have bought a man united mill well, i know you would have known ahead of time blah 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 because it's only pretty recent the man united thing but if you had like a atlas stack because you're that's what you do this midweek you could cream it do you know what i mean and then uh-huh. you could essentially go in and cream this with a random atlas stack out of luck and you could win an Erling Haaland super rare. And then at the weekend when there's 50 times the teams or however many times the competitive teams, you know, when you compete and you beat everyone, you get the podium and you get an injured goalkeeper. It's just about that. Do you like the idea of randomizing rewards in any way? Or like um, in terms of like if you get a top 10 place, if you get a podium, like there's different pools. I think, yeah. Can I think third place you... win a Haaland or should it be always be top? Should probably always be uh, top, but yeah, if Alan's if Haaland is coming out and there's only one issued, then yeah, it should always go to top. Um, I, I would think you know the Haaland or the Mbappe or the Messi, whoever it is like the primo in the pool that week. If there is only one, should go to the top place. I don't think you're going to get any arguments from most around that. But um, in terms of like, so I don't want to enter the the super rare all star division. See Haaland in there, see Messi in there, and whoever because they get star super rares in the All Star Division champion and all the other ones we're talking about. And that's always the same for rares and for limiteds, you know. But I don't want to see those players in the pool and know that even if I did finish first, that that division won't pay it out because the division above commands that pool above it. If that makes sense. So, like, let's say if you were first in kickoff rare and you were to win a tier uh, a star tier rare, but because you know, it's like the worst division. You're not going to get the top star. You're always going to get one of the bottom ones. Mm. That that for me is that, you know, I, I don't know if I've painted that scenario out well for everyone listening, but I hope I have. But like, I, I want it, be, if the star pool is available, I want it to pay out potentially anything to the best yeah. star position in that league. If that's the best way of summing that up, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I kind of get what you mean. I think it's just a messy one. Like the distribution of rewards is really an awkward topic and, Obviously, a lot changes. You'd imagine like like well-known injuries. It looks like now with the you know like the yellow cards and the suspensions and the injury pop-ups in the lineup building, like it looks like they're starting to pull from sources and maybe that can help trigger things. But I don't know. It's just everyone. I think everyone thinks it's a very simple thing, but I know it would be a very hard thing to truly fix. There's always going to be issues. What I have to say is it seems that everyone's pretty happy with their swapping service. Do you know what I mean? They seem to be pretty responsive. If you get a dud, you can just swap it. I get that's not ideal and you want to get the reward open and you want to have a ball and you want to do all that. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's not something that's really hit me recently. I had one a few weeks ago that I tweeted about where like I came third and someone came fourth or whatever and they got a reward worth 150 quid more than me or something, which is like, okay, but like, it's not the end of the world. I'm not going to lose sleep, yeah. but equally it's not great. And then the only other time I think I was ever felt a bit bummed was whenever me and you went to bloody Spain and I came, I don't know, let's say I came 7th and you came 10th and we got Tier 2 Super Rares or something and I got Grisha Promel, who was all right or whatever, but in terms of value, you were behind me and you got like Jose Maria Jimenez and someone, Jimenez, behind, someone behind me got Danilo, Danilo at Juventus who creamed the Matrix. And I yeah. was like, they're getting belters behind me and I've got Grisha Promel. I was like, get out of here with that. So I've had a couple of run-ins, but like, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, the rewards constantly needs work. I don't know if it'll ever be perfect. No, it definitely won't be. But I think um, I think that's the main thing. I, I think from the other thing that I caught as well, it's quite similar to that AJ thing. It's just people, 
I, I, you know, th- there should be some level of protection for like, and again, I think in this whole argument that kind of ensued or debate or whatever, um, like sorry, I did say in their last announcement that mo- they're, I think they pretty much said the words that more tears are coming, you know, so it's going to be further categorization. So mm-hmm. I think that is needed for the top of the, the pool as well as the bottom, you know, we'd love to get some tier fives in here as well, just to buff out some pools. DMPs and, and stuff. And get all those guys out, but equally like, you know, the star pool, the even like even like star at tier one, there's probably actually three pools in there, maybe four, of you know, further categorization you could do with now, especially the amount of players available on the platform, the full Premier League recently coming on board. Yeah. Um amongst everything else we've had really over the last twelve months, it's easy to forget. You know, the full Bundesliga came on twelve months ago, full La Liga came on twelve months ago. These things are still relatively new in the grand scheme of things in terms of uh, so rare uh, circulation on the market. MLS obviously is a wee bit different because it's just pictures that have changed really more than anything else. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think like there's still more to come in that sense. The classification of it is a big thing, isn't it? Where like at the top of this pool, obviously, I'm looking at under 23 rare pro this week. I don't even think Mbappe is there, is that because he's injured? No, well they rotate, they, they do a rotation on it. So like if um, so like if you're looking under 23s, if Mbappe is not there, you want to then check Callum. champion and all star. Ah, okay. So, um, if we look at under twenty three rare pro this week, there's like Haaland, Bellingham, Musiala, Donnarumma, Vinny Junior, right? And they are like in my head, like yeah, they're pretty like big five. I think you could throw. There's a few in there, like a Bakayo Saka would maybe make it in there. And I get he might. Oh, he is. He's he's a bit further down the list. Pedri, you know, top player. Um, Gavi, Kvaratskhelia, Pamakano, Schlotterbeck is a top player there trent jada my point is within the star is all the people i've just mentioned but so is fermos mendy and ricky puj and lovro madsic and gaitan pusin and kolomiani is pretty good gonzalo ramos musa diaby chavi simons imagine when musa diaby is a star you know yeah like that's what i mean it's like they it's almost like star is like someone's gonna pull that as a star and that's gonna I get like if you're if there's ten stars up for grabs and you're tenth, you're probably expecting someone down there. But yeah. still I don't know, if you pull that in a midweek and you top a division and you are or whenever, leave a shit in it. Yeah. I don't know. I think, they are not stars. Think, like, Why are they in star? They they don't feel they are not of the same ilk as Haaland. I know not many are, if anyone, but you know what I mean? It's it's like it, yeah. you're right, that further sectorization of like star tier one to ten, it's like there's a lot of different Definitely tiers needs. here. <laughs> yeah big time because then like you might which is what will happen when that happens is like you might see the star prize pool and all-star rare pro is something like i don't know 20 stars in that typically at the weekend mm. if they reach if they change the star pool there's not going to be 20 stars paid out anymore it'll be like three or five but the stars there's only gonna be 20 people in it and you yeah. know it's going to be the same 20 guys all the time it's messy kimmich and whoever else you want to throw in there yeah. and then we've got tier one to seven and then the tier one for the most part, you know, and anyway, you can filter that down as we've just spoke about, you know. Yeah. But um, again, it's one of these things where I think some people do get confused and think like, oh, there's 20 stars now and then they'll change the tiers and we'll still have 20 stars paid out in all the divisions and they'll pay all the way down to place like 40,000. You know, yeah. they're not, you, you can't like just pull new players out. You know, they can only, but again, I don't think there's been that many prize pools available where, you know, like when we went to Spain last year, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about game week 250 earlier. I was talking about that point. That was like the, what was the word I was using at the time? Convergence. It was the first time that we had like all the big leagues playing and we should have seen the biggest, fattest prize pools available. 
that point, and we're going to get that again, like this kind of March, April, when MLS mm -hmm. is on, J&K, and all Europe is firing. But again, like, um, we've not had that point yet, so it's kind of hard to see, but uh, I, I kind of lost my original kind of train of thought no, there. But yeah, so like... There you go. Before. No, no, you go. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, you're right, we have that moment coming, don't we, where all leagues are going, and it's a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, it's actually an annoying time. It's, it's actually terrible for me that I need to think of it because I have like no real MLS or Asian players. I have a few, like I have a Kose Tani, but apparently he might be playing and I've got like limited cards I definitely have. Um, but I have like a Jack Price super rare, I think, and like a Cole Bassett. Do I even still have the Cole Bassett? I think I do. It's just so far down. Now that I suppose, I think he was locked in a training lineup for like weeks and I just didn't see him. Um, so it, it's nice whenever you get these cards now when you go to the lineup builder or whatever and all of a sudden oh shit I've got that guy I mean I just yeah. got Pavlovich back um, oh nice yeah I forgot about him so I thought I'd sold him but he was just locked in a training team for like two months do you know what I mean anyway what was I saying um, we're about to have that moment as you say of like everyone well, I, was gonna say, I, I remembered when I started but like on the, so when we get that that's when you'll see like how big the pools can be the now, you know, and I think that's when you can really decide on like how good the the pools are in a lot of ways. But again, by that point, where we have new tiers out, it's probably a coin toss because that's like like you're talking about. It's not that far away, you know. You're talking about March, April time, so it's one of these ones that we should see the pools all. We should have more places paid out as of March until like the end of the European season, and then it'll probably come right down because all the European stuff stops, obviously. So whenever we get these new tiers, will be interesting. Do we get it this season, or do we need to wait till next year and then wait forever for them to be firing again? So maybe still the reward discovery might still be a wee bit um, on the to-do list, as it were. I've got two things in my head. One was I was saying, oh, this is actually terrible for me, and the reason it's terrible for me is because I have so few Americans and Asians that other people's galleries are going to be like bolstered, and mine is staying static. So like for me, it's like I probably shouldn't be cheering these leagues coming back. Um, <laughs> But the other thing that I've just thought, and this this genuinely isn't intended as a plug, you just pl you play a bit of the NBA thing, do you? The NBA game. Yeah. Uh -huh. So this is like God's honest truth. I'm just actually like blown away by it, right? The biggest plug in the world for so rare data. I've already said this on a stream. I've been setting my basketball lineups exclusively using the basketball lineup builder. I'm not researching a thing. I'm not digging in at all. I'm not changing. And I'm going to limited champion, suggest a lineup, submit. Limited contender, suggest a lineup, submit. The common versions, submit. And so far, in the last, whatever, tw since 20 days ago, I don't know, I think I might have done it myself then. I won a Joe Ingles, limited. I've won a Jalen Williams rare, rookie, using only limiteds. I've won Ivica nice. Zubak as a limited. I've won Jose Alvarado as a limited. And right now... If I go to my so rare results, basketball, I'm on for a tier three rare. Again, I'm 94th out of like thousands of people with Vucevic, Vukovic, Vucevic, and Tedakumpo. It told me to pick Branham, who shot 28 points. Jaden Hardy shot 48, 46 points. And LeBron James. LeBron and Giannis have another game. And Giannis can definitely do better than a 41. They're playing against each yeah. other, actually. My point is here. I haven't looked at this thing and I've just I might win another rare with limiteds. I'm just like buzzing about that. And I'm just hoping this gallery compounds over time and I keep having more options and it keeps picking the best players. But for an algorithm to do that's absolutely absolutely mad. It's, Maybe it's not that it. mad. But like to me it's it's mad. 
the fact that I can have zero knowledge and I'm winning. Totally. Well, I was I, I, when I started with NBA, I kind of had a very had the exact same experience with the cards I had uh, starting off with, and it, it's an easy game to. I kind of use NBA as like. Um, like when I'm in the studio all the time making content and doing actual story or stuff mm. or whatever if I listen to an NBA pod sorry an NBA podcast or something like that show on YouTube or I'm picking my teams in that it's like I kind of escape away from story or football for me if you know what I mean because again like mm. even when I'm listening to the content like I listen to it and I pay attention but like, I don't I don't get it as much like when I listen to like this podcast or anything else because I know the players that people are talking about or teams I'm sitting there thinking about oh no, that's right. Oh, wow, I didn't know that, or that's wrong, mm. or whatever. But when I listen to the basketball stuff, it'll just kind of, the players and the teams and all that, and I'm just listening out for names and, and wee okay. things, and I can kind of enjoy it as like a hobby more than anything. That's but nice. having having that kind of side of things to then plug in the teams and like you say, sorry, our data, because you don't need to watch the games. Mm. It just helps you pick, make sure you don't make a gaffe. Like, oh, mate, how did you not know that Jaden yeah. Hardy was going to play for the Grizzlies? You know, it catches you on all that stuff that you would never have known you know exactly it's like proper i don't know i'm finding fun because i go in and kind of look like a wee, it's like a wee lottery ticket for me because i have some really nice cards you know and it's like oh totally. i've just won but winning rares with limiteds is like super exciting for me because i'm like if i can hang on here and if i can pick up another rare it's like okay i've now got two rares that i've won with limiteds can i win more can i win more can i win more and then it's like now i'm entering rare teams can i win a super rare it's like progression, and I'm doing nothing. I don't know. It's almost like, you know the excitement people get when an AI does something? It's like, I don't know, it's like this buzzword at the moment, and everyone gets all excited, like, oh, look what the computer can do. That's what I'm like. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Um, and I've just realized that I've plugged so rarely out of loads, but I haven't actually mentioned once that there is a link in the description to sign up, and I'll get paid if you do that, or use a referral code John Nellis. I haven't said that yet. Right, uh, question time, Quinny. Let's answer a few of these. From your sure. old mate McBrideace, how do you think the Premier League launch has gone in terms of numbers of mints and prices? Prices are definitely uh, lower than I maybe expected. Prices are prices are lower for the stuff that we would want, right? In terms of supers and rares and that kind of thing. Mm. But if you think about, and again, you're you're the coal face of this stuff. If you think about the average person that's probably just started so rare, they're not buying supers. They're not even looking at them, you know. Yeah. Um, they maybe look at them for a second, but they're not trying to bid on them, you know. And then, like we were mentioning earlier with the whole Champion Euro thing, like, do you need to rush out and buy the starting right back for Southampton and the the, mm. the, the centre midfielder for Leicester or whatever? You probably don't. Do they really make your team any better? Probably not. You know, so there's a part of that where it's like a lot more supply into like a deaf audience, as it were. And like, yeah. we don't we don't really need a lot of these cards. <laughs> and yeah. there's a lot of them coming, you know. So if you've got the wallet and you've got the desire for some of these guys, like I've got, you know, I had to go out and trade for them after the fact because... I didn't carry I didn't carry a wallet because I didn't think the wallet would have got me anywhere. You know, mm. to be quite frank, I was really surprised at like uh, the prices of the cards I was after, how cheap they went. Certainly, and I'm kind of going for subprime guys anyway, which is always yeah. going to be a bit easier in that respect. But um, I think they've put a lot of mints out, and I think that's a good thing for us now. Like, I don't think I think if you're here the now playing story and you are interested in the monetary side of things, seeing auctions going cheap should be brilliant news to you because auctions is the best place to get uh, cards in terms of getting like a fair price on the market. Because mm. when you're going into the secondary market, it's you versus a person to decide the price. And that yeah. could be market price. It might not be. But when you go into auction, it is, it's, it is the, it's the real market price of these things, you know? Um, and again, like if you see auctions going cheap, it used to get me mad excited. Like John, you'll remember like two years ago when we just get Bayern and Real and PSG 
I was going mad. Like, I need to buy as many Supervers as I possibly can right now because yeah. I can afford them and I think they're going cheap on what they should be, you know? So if you're looking at these rares or these limiteds and getting that kind of feeling, like, as long as you can play them in SO5 and they marry in with your team, then again, like, I, I, again, it depends if you're carrying a wallet, of course, but, like, seeing the auctions go cheap doesn't bother me. If anything, it's one of these things where I think, oh, man, have I got an opportunity here where I could get something that I didn't think I would have been able to get? Yeah. Um, she's a, a cheap auction, it's just... It's just so, and again, if the auctions go cheaper, it means better cards land in tier two and tier three for a while. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? shit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bottom end of tier one and whatever. So, like, it's not a terrible thing. You know, it's so rare they make money from auctions. So, yeah. like, <laughs> you don't need to feel too bad. And again, if we get better cards in lower tiers, again, more people will probably be quite happy with the trophy day. Yeah, I'm just looking, like, I think the the whole idea i've said this a few times right so i won't go on too long but the whole idea that the premier league lands and everything changes overnight's a load of bollocks that was never going to happen i think we all know that but i think in our heads yeah. you've everyone kind of just couples up premier league with rockets and we've made it but ultimately like yeah like but what's <laughs> happening in reality here is they've now got the premier league and now it's like where the marketing levers come on and they start now pushing it, it and now it's like okay now we push because even previously, they held back on all their marketing and all that because they probably didn't want to try and onboard people to a product that didn't have the Premier League. Because everyone comes in and goes, where's the Premier League? Whereas now across on all fronts, they can just go for it because they've got everything people want, really, apart from, okay, a couple of teams here and there. But, like, right now, we're 20 hours to the deadline. I don't know how many people entered last week, but there's 170,000 entrants in the Premier League amateur. Oof. Um, Like, that's that's decent. That'll be over 200,000. Um. And then across them all, you know, the Bundesliga, the French, La Liga, and Serie A, the other four all have between 106 and 116,000. So you can you can pretty, with confidence there, say, okay, so there are 106,000 people who are playing all the free-to-play modes and sticking teams in everywhere for the laugh. Whatever about bots and blah, blah, blah. The Premier League has an extra, what, 60,000 people that care? Um, yeah exclusively about it not about the others but i think this is a case of like right here we are yeah whatever about prices i mean who knows what the future holds and it is gain disclaimer time if you've got a twitchy bum sell your cards don't have money in here you can't afford to lose blah 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 but like where i'm sitting where you're sitting quinny and we've been here for two and a half years we've seen ups we've seen downs we've seen different things i look at this and i go right now this is a, a product in a position where they can iterate and they can grow to the point where they will have a million users someday and when they have a million users and there's only a thousand Hallands, or there's only three thousand Hallands, or only five thousand Hallands. Supply and demand will go the other way in my head. And on top of that, they further reiterate there's more fun aspects of the game, the club shop, the the playing with your friends, different ways that can go, different game modes, cross sport things, um, sponsored yeah. competitions as we mentioned, more experiences. They're obviously leaning into tickets, more memorabilia, all that. Once if those distribution sort of channels made, like a whole sector of so rare HQ with twelve employees dishing out memorabilia, you know this th this can go somewhere. And if you're in a position now where you're building and you're buying these super rares and rares, you know where do you think the best rewards are going to be in a year and a half's time? They're going to be in the higher divisions to win the more premium experiences, you know. But Another question there is, do you think 200, this isn't a question from anyone, it's from me, 170,000 participants, 200 limited cards up for grabs, one star? I know that's in in every single division, that is, there's essentially a thousand cards up for grabs across the common modes. Yeah. Five stars. 
do you think like for the Premier League one? I know they're giving away in like their and they also have their semi pro and their pro and stuff, don't they? Which will yeah. also have. Let me see. Can I find it? Bundesliga Pro two seventies and there's the pros and the this and that's and they've obviously got all the cap modes and whatever now. A lot of places to go. Do you think it's enough and like the kind of marquee free to play game? I think there's so I think the the problem they've got with that is probably twofold. It's probably number one, you they only want to reward what you're eligible to play in that division, you know, for a start. Yeah. So like even though there's 170,000 people playing, there is still only 20 Premier League teams with 25 registered players. So like, yeah, you can do maths over how many rewards can be. You know that doesn't. You know it could be ten million people playing it. You know that. So yeah, there's a little bit of that going on, and then also as well, like I do think with this new kind of you know ship going into the water, as it were, with the new free to play onboarding experience kind of thing. Like anyone who's using free to play cards, I expect it. And again, I know this from basketball, and you'll probably know it with your commons in basketball. The expectation on winning is zero, but you still play it in the hope of you know, um, and you're playing for the fun and playing for the engagement on it for the most part, and. Fair enough, like, I don't really enjoy basketball commons that much. I just get so rare data to do it, like we were mm. mentioning before. Um, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, that's the way it goes. Um, sort of thing. So, um, so it's it's not great. It should I, I would like it to be more. But, again, it's one of those ones where anyone anyone who is wanting to play the game can buy one limited and play that semi-pro division, like we are yeah. speaking about earlier on. And, like, that's a wee bit better for prizes. And then at least then you're getting a wee bit more of a, a leverage on the opposition because your guy that you buy for a limited, you know, like how many of those, let's even say, I don't know what's in that division now, I don't know if you've got it in front of you, but... I don't even, even think I can see it. Can really, I? I'll check then. Since Maybe I'm the I one with 10 limiteds, I'll go and check it. <laughs> so there's 4,000 people in it now, right? So there's 4,000 people playing with one limited and four commons. Premier League tickets are in that division to be won as well, you know? So out of those 4,000 entries, each limited... Like, how many copies of each limited do you think you'll get in that division? Like, maybe there'll be a few reoccurring big hitters, maybe get 10 or 15 copies in it. But for the most part, like, the last week on the Premier League, we've seen Max Kilman do 100 for Wolves. Yeah. Like, if you've got a guy like that and as your limited, you are going to fly high on that leaderboard because it's a huge differential change on the actual free-to-play one, but it is all draft-based and yeah. everyone's got the same budget and all the rest of it. That separates you a bit from the pack. So if you are eager to go and win some limiteds or win something special buying one limited i don't think is um much of a barrier for soria to have in front of people no i think it's a nice step you know because you can get like really really good limiteds i think like fabian share there i don't know 20 quid 25 yeah. quid or something and he's up against bournemouth this week let mm -hmm. me see if i can find him come on man he was just you know who i seen for seven pounds somebody asked me john best seven pound premier league player and we came out with Jeffrey oh, Schlupp at Crystal Palace, mm. Jao Matinho at Wolves, and there was another decent, but for seven pound, you know, Jeez. like I lied about Fabian Scher, by the way, or Scher. He's okay. actually risen in price significantly. Um, <laughs> honestly, he was auctioned when I last looked. He did auction at like thirty euros. His last sale was sixty-five. So there's an example mm. of someone who came out the blocks for over a hundred quid dipped and now he's climbing again because people are going like oh this guy stacks incredibly with Trippier and pope <laughs> do you know yeah. i wonder if that's happening with more more of the prices i'll tell you what i suppose that's kind of natural isn't it with price discovery where they start high they dip low and then they kind of climb back to somewhere that's like healthy and normal um yeah. let me see how much is like a cent maximum that's just out of interest 
Yeah, sure. again, they're all kind of got that pattern where they all go down low and then back up. Maybe the back up, though, is targeting Bournemouth this weekend. But, um, yes, let's answer another question, Quinny. Hoodwig wants to know, kind of on the theme of rewards, what's the biggest hissy fit you've ever had over a worse-than-expected reward? Have you ever had one? My, I, I haven't really had a big hissy fit. I did tweet, which was like, oh, he tweeted about it a few weeks ago. But that was more just a case of, like, this isn't great. But I, I can't say I, I cared much i'm away going i'm away going get it the only time i've been i didn't i don't think i showed it on camera you can probably go and find the reward opening maybe you can see now if you wanted to go and see read between You're the disgusting. lines but yeah one of my last yeah it was one of my last big under 23 super rare entries because i was selling something and i finished i sold the card but i locked into the game week running it, it might have been harwood bellis or something or no it wasn't harwood bellis i don't know who it was but i sold something i wasn't going to be competing that strongly mm. in that division anymore i'm sure it was yeah that's exactly it so it's under 23 i finished 10th it was a tier three but it was some guy who was absolutely rubbish as well and i just remember thinking man 10th and under 23 super rare this is and it's like oh mm. my last kind of big team thrown at it and i think i was more disappointed that i'd not done better finished like first or something you know yeah. but it was 10th it was a tier three and then this is in game week 274 i'm looking at so like a wee while ago, maybe November mm-hmm. time, October maybe, and it was a guy in the J League that just went out of season, you know, and I was just like, oh. yeah. Then they hit, finished tenth, got a guy I can't use. Like I was just, yeah. it, it was just a compounding disappointment of a game week. <laughs> it, yeah, it, can, it happens like that sometimes. I hate that because the tier threes are roulette, and you get some shitters like. But you always yeah. like you're like I've got a super rare reward, and you get all excited because you're used to like rewards being rewards when you see. I don't know, you say a tier two super rare, you get all excited, but quite a lot of the time those super rares can be worth. I got a guy, was it like Jacob Murphy or am I making that name up? And he was like 0.06, 0.08, like worth all. But whatever about the worth, his utility wasn't there either. Um, question. This isn't a question, this is a request from Matt, and I think we're obliging because normally I wrap up now, but we'll do a few more questions unless you're in a rush, Quinny. Matt says, not really a question, but a request to make it longer than normal. And Andy Laird <laughs> seconded that. that motion. So thanks, guys. And speaking of Laird, his question is, who's your favourite so rare, Andrew, and why is it black? <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to have a favourite, Andrew. They're, they're symbiotic in that sense, you know? Yeah. I think, like, they're both just better together. Do you know what I mean? I like them yeah. both better when they're together. Salt and vinegar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Marco Sullivan, good lad, always submits good questions. What does he think of so rare NBA in comparison to the football game? I think it's a what I like about Sorare NBA is that even like as we've already kind of actually bumped into already in the podcast is that no matter what I, you know I know nothing about basketball but again like I find it as a game even with the commons I know I've bought some cards right but even with the commons if you were a Sorare player you just open up your NBA account and play around with the commons in the hope of maybe one day catching a few limiteds out of them um, in the common champion or whatever it's a very easy to understand game and like there's very few rewards that are absolute duds like that kind of little run you're on the now i went on that for maybe about i don't know eight or ten game weeks and i collected maybe about six or seven rewards and all of them were like low tier rewards tier five tier four i think i got one tier three and that was like my best one mm. and all of them became valuable in so5 uh, on you know they all of them had their moment in the sun where the L10 went in their favour this game week and obviously I'm not planning it, I don't even know the guys yeah. so 
from that aspect, like even though I was winning, I I was even thinking these guys, and I know what people are saying L tens and all that. Maybe these guys will be cheat codes. I was even looking at them, thinking that was even going to be likely. Just thinking, oh, mm. there's some guys that applies to, but I can't apply to everyone, and I'm sure it doesn't apply to everyone. But the rewards I picked up, like a good bunch of them, did experience that um, within a month or two, which was mm. nice as a a player on a budget of sorts, you know. So I think it's really good in that respect because football, you've not always got that, as we've just kind of mentioned there. Surprises. Yeah, I think like I'm enjoying what I enjoy about the the basketball. As I say, I literally do no research and don't look at it. But what I like is that whatever I win, I'm like that's another piece, that's another piece, that's another piece. Because some week his seven point cap when he's projected to get eighteen is a great card. Yeah, you know. Exactly. So even when I win shitters, I'm like get in, get in the basket. Whereas in football, when I win a shitter, I'm like ugh, never gonna use him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, ugh, he's gonna be totally. hard to sell. Whereas with basketball, it's like every reward. Like now I'm like, champ of the bit. I'm like, this is amazing. I could win a tier two or tier three rare. Like if I actually just have a quick look at the live game week, projected tier three rare. But in terms of the prize pool, even if I drop down, I can win a tier two limited. And tier two over there is like the equivalent of tier one, isn't it? For football, yeah. because tier one for them is star. So it's like, I have a chance of winning something class. And then if I can get another nice piece in, and I'd Butler or a Simons or a brooks or i don't even know it's like another piece next week he could be used i don't know I, i'm liking it almost as like a data only experiment maybe someday yeah. i'll watch a game the time difference is just a bitch um another question from mark given that you now have three uniques is the plan to pick up one more and compete in the under 20 or sorry compete in the unique 240 cap division we're in the same position there we both have three well, I was. Uh, I, I seen you. I seen you in the comment section, John. I, I got my Edward the 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 first yeah. unique kind of thing. If you watched that video, I actually had four for like an hour. I had that Cabrera, that defender guy in my hands, mm. and that's when I was start. I actually had all those kind of thoughts. I was like, oh, I've got four now, and I've got a few guys in a different a few different spots. I had the Edward, I had the forward, I had two mids and two defenders at that point. Mm. You know, or no, I'd lost the Suarez, so a forward, a mid, and two defenders. And I was thinking about cap two twenty, so you could play a super rare keeper in there. And I did and again, like I, I quite enjoyed sitting thinking about it because again, hopefully no matter where you are in your story journey, you will be faced with that quandary of you've got limiteds and you've got three rares. And it's like, oh wow, what do I do now? You know? Like yeah. so even though I'm talking about a unique, it's still the same thing for everyone, I think. But it's a, it was a it was a funny one and it's the thing that's, that stopped me from keeping a hold of four and maybe thinking about that a bit harder and maybe seeing if I could push the boat out that way is that it's, um, I know from my experience with Limiteds over the last year and my experience with Super Rares over the last uh, probably year and a half is that going into a, a full scarcity team takes longer than you ever think it's going to take, no matter how yeah. good your plan is and no matter how deep you think you're yeah. laying out. It always takes longer, you know. You you really, really need the stars to align in terms of... Like, when he mentions their cap 240, I'm like, yeah, I could pick up another one, and I could hope, but all of a sudden, Benjamin Andre's average is 63, and trying to fit a cap 240 team in when you've got four uniques, it might not be possible, you know? Totally. Um, and I'm looking there even at, like, kickoff unique. Like, maybe that's somewhere I should be looking. Three tier threes up for grabs. Um, no cap limits or anything on that kickoff anything goes so you don't need to worry about L15 under 50 or anything like that you know I think some in. people missed that and the the rare one when I was talking to limited players I think somebody missed that for the rare one that um, it's no holds barred in essence you know you can yeah. it's just four limiteds and a rare four supers and a U whatever I might actually just lob random teams in there now do you know what I mean oh, the problem's the goalkeeper 
I don't have like a the problem start. is the goalkeeper. When I was looking at the kickoff division on my train back from London, when I was doing all these mad trades that I put on that video uh, the other day. Um, I can I, I thought about playing kickoff as like a serious division because like again, no, no matter what, what scarcity you're on, the kickoff division like it's so underestimated. I think even still, uh, how exclusive that division is. Like how yeah. how fine a margin of people on so yeah. there have access to that division where. They're leaving one. They're not quite going into the other. Mm. And obviously, there's more of them at Rare than you'll find elsewhere. But particularly at the unique level, like how many people really have the ability to play it and make a really concerted attempt at it? And um, it's less than how many do you have to have to play the next division up? 10. Less than 10. So it's like... Yeah. 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 But even you think about me, John, right? I've only got three uniques or something, right? Um, but I've got 40 super rares. So even if you think I'm a, a D3 type player... I can't play super rare kickoff. Yeah, so if you're same. interested in super rare kickoff and you're maybe a bit of a D3 player, people like me won't be in it. You know, you'll probably have a wee bit more of a shot of that than you think, for example. There's 29 entries into the kickoff unique. I'd be very interested to see the caliber of those entries. Maybe like I can go to the rankings and look at like last week's teams or like the yeah. reward, the SO5 leaderboard, is it? Are you on data? SO5 or? game week center. I'm on so rare data, yeah. So if we go yeah, to like the last game week and we go to rankings, rankings and then go to kickoff unique, where on earth is it? Kickoff, come on, John. Is it there? Mark you, I've got it. To... Mark Lele was second. I've got there. Oh, where? Oof, kickoff by the unique. way. Like, are people putting in saucy teams? Yeah, Mark Lele was second. He had Viari Vasharan in there. Ricardo Pepe, remember him? Um, yeah. So people aren't messing about, are they? There's a few nice cards in there. There's a super rare Indica who won it. Tuta. But like in terms of right, how many entries were there overall? 47 entries. Okay, so you look... Actually, if we look at this in terms of DMPs, you have to get all the way up to 30... 29? Mark Lely had the DMP. The first... There's only 27 teams there from 27th up. 27th is the first person that had five cards play, right? So a whole load of shitters below that, people just being chancers, right? So realistically, 10% of people are coming away with a tier 3 unique here. And I mean, when I look at these teams, there are a lot of shitters, a lot of substitute appearances. You really don't get into like, okay, half-decent scoring. I mean, for God's sake, fourth place got 300 points. Quinny, I need to be sticking Benjamin Andre in here, mate. He's like, he could be good for that league. I'm actually captain. not even joking, mate. 300 points is a tier three unique last weekend. I can pop in Benjamin Andre unique and surround him by like legitimate guys. Yeah. Mate, we need to go with that. I don't need to. You can. Oh, come on. <laughs> I might, do, you know, do you know what I can do? I can stick my champion Europe rare team in or champion Europe super okay. rare team in. Uh huh. You could. No I problem could at do all. That. Is there a just problem? Pick it up and move it over. No problem at all. They would, they would take it, mate. There has to be a problem here. Lucas Horadeki, Mario Rui, Benjamin Andre, Kulisevsky, and Rafael Leao. I can pop that over there, and I can have a crack. And chumps last week. Okay, in fairness, top spot won the four hundred and fifteen points. That's a legit score. Yep. Are the bonuses but included? Uh, yeah. No. Mm, only captain. You're and your captains. You're you. Oh, mate, I'm actually going to do that for the laugh, I think. You see if this team ends up like smashing, I get a tier 3 unique as opposed to a super rare Haaland. 
<laughs> that's the other side of it, isn't it? Like that's uh, that's that's uh, the the razor's edge that you're walking. Ah oh, man, oh I've got Gianni Bruno. I could pick instead of like, Rafa Leao if I'm going. Oh, nah. upgrade. He's up against Anderlecht though. Mm, maybe not. Rafa Leao. Anyway, maybe people are finding this a bit boring. I don't know, but I can captain. Benjamin Andre, he's going to bag me 100 points, all but guaranteed. So's Mario Rui. So we'll have three players left with 100 and 200 points in the bag. Mate, I'm doing that. I'm going for a kickoff unique. Fuck it. I like it, John. Tier 3 unique. Let's go, baby. Those scores are attainable. Anyway, um, right. Another question or two. Quinny, what do you like for time? Hmm. I just kind of, I didn't ask you before we record. F.I. Gardner, my old friend. How many more leagues do you expect so rare to implement and how many would be enough? I think Here's... we could probably do with another half a dozen. Leagues? Like Yeah, yeah. like Brazil, we've not got Brazil. Do we actually Portugal. have Argentina yet? Portugal, um and Greece and Australia. Qatar Australia would be Dubai. fun. What what's the Saudi? I would take one of them. Yeah, I would take any one of them. Why not? Whoever wants to get Ronaldo in it. China? Sure. Why not? China, I would take. I don't really, China's a bit weird these days, but actually they're not really signing players yeah. anymore, so it's a wee bit, why bother? <laughs> but Here's one know. for you, right? I'm going to piggyback FI Gardner's question and throw a different one at you. We've got free-to-play modes for the top five leagues. Would you like to see free-to-play modes for more? I think they'll. I think they will do it. I think we're going to get MLS. I think they've told us that already. They're mm. going to do it for MLS in the off-season, but I would love to see them do it. I think they will do it next season for every league they have a league license at. You know, Jupiler, Scotland, Eredivisie, Austria, Croatia. I think they'll all get their own one, Um, quite honestly. Because a lot of these smaller European ones we're talking about, they have fantasy games of their own. And mm. that's the big thing about Soria is like, and I was going to say this earlier, I can't remember what we're talking about, it's the Prem stuff, but but like when you open Soria now, it isn't, aye, that's what it was we're talking about when you were talking about marketing it before. And if you came onto the game, it didn't have the Prem. It's like, where's the Premier League? Mm. But now, if you come onto the platform, it's like, wow, they've got the Croatian League? Wow, they've got the Peruvians? They've got, wow, they've got all this? Because this is all amazing stuff that nothing else has ever had before in terms yeah. of engagement and tie-in with one another. So I think like next year, if they did that and like the Challenger, you gave it the, the Challenger Euro that treatment, you know, of getting their own little leagues, I think domestically, like, I think a lot of people would eat that up, no problem. Just a free to play five aside Jupiler thing if you're in Belgium and stuff and or whatever. And oh, do you know what? I've got I want a few guys from the Belgian league, but I'm a mad Liverpool fan in Brussels or something. Yeah. Let me go and buy a Liverpool card too, and I can put my guys together. And that's the uh, the beauty of Soares is global, bringing all the guys together. You know, the guys yeah, from your yeah. team and the team they like from a big nation or whatever. You know. You play in Croatia and you want to go to, I don't know, Zagreb game or something. I think they're from, I don't know, Zagreb, they're Croatian, aren't yeah. they? That's Italo and all that gang, isn't it? Like, you could be over there playing this and you win t- tickets to one of these games or, I don't know, maybe tickets aren't hard to come yeah. by for the lower leagues. Maybe it's a bigger deal for the likes sure. of the Premier League where things are hard to get. But I don't know, yeah. I think um, it'd be nice to see the other leagues. Um, Just because then you can kind of target it domestically, you know? Totally. Like, everywhere like from a marketing perspective get people in with their favorite teams favorite clubs all over the world not just in the big five leagues and then get them into the the rest of the platform um a few questions here i don't know if i jump out at you Connie. this is a different one i'm gonna i'm kind of like ugh, do i wanna but anyway 
Ross McCabe would like a discussion on our opinion on SoRare showing some love towards the content providers starting out instead of lavishing the already established guys. I know you bring more guys, but we need these smaller guys to keep content flowing. This sounds like Ross might have started making some content. I don't know if you've anything okay. on that. or I just think it's like anything in life, you know people who have done something consistently I mean we're coming from maybe a biased position where me and you are now full time content creators but like obviously the small time guys need love too but why would a company or anyone give things to someone who's going to get 42 views who's done a podcast for 3 months as opposed to someone who's done things for years who's going to get more and not even being a dick that's just the way the world works so I think like you're right but what what becomes hard about that is like what is class then as a content creator? Do you give any dickhead who starts a podcast up and quits it after a week? Do you lavish the sure. goods? So what constitutes yeah. an OG or someone who is like at it a long time? Do you know what I mean? Like where is that bar? Is that bar two weeks? Oh, but they've done it for three months. Okay, well there's people mm-hmm. who've done it for two years. Okay, like where's yeah. the bar? So it becomes a very messy line. That's you totally. know. I don't, maybe I sound That's like kind- a dick. I could actually sound like an absolute asshole. But I want to hear no, the other I think side you've got of a great argument. point there. <laughs> I think you've got a great point there on that. Like you can just start it for a minute and then so they've got some tickets to the game or something. You 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 are, you fortunately, John, have got the the benefit of being in Soria and seeing like how small they are and all the rest of it, right? But like like you can tell, and like I know from the experiences I have with them, like in terms of all that side of things, it is like a proper full term job, full time job, you know. And um like if I send an email, like if I send an email and asking for Celtic tickets or something, if I'm going to take the camera and, and do all that kind of stuff, like it takes some ages to get back to me. As long as if they're like yeah, waiting yeah. for me to email and they go, "Oh, Quinny, thanks very much for reaching out to us today. What can we give you?" You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not the way it goes, you know. So like, no. uh, if anyone is asking, uh, and again, on that note, I've anyone, who, and again, I only speak to who I speak to. I don't speak to everyone. I try my best to speak to everyone. And if I see people popping up on YouTube, I try my best to watch all the videos I can and all the rest of it. But anyone who I speak to, I've never heard like so rare not being accommodating. Like if yeah. you ask for some help, I've never heard of them saying, I spoke to somebody and they said, you know. Yeah. You know, so like, it's one of those ones. I think what you said is a great point, but like, who do you, who do you um, support? I guess, I guess they'll just maybe in a judgment call on people yeah. being... It? yeah it's or, it's, it's a hard know. one i think but it's like in, in life it's like what you need to realize is as well the people at so rare are employees of a company and they'll have a job and the people who you're dealing with will be affiliate managers or people related to the the marketing side of the business and what's their job get eyes on so rare <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so they aren't going to treat it as charity they aren't going to treat it as this. they're going to treat it as how do they get results do you know what i mean and then on top of that again i think it is just that argument of i don't think anyone doesn't want someone who's up and coming and ambitious and optimistic and creates good content if people create good content whatever it's going to get eyes it's going to get ears and people will care and if that happens you know opportunities will come i think it's just one of those though where it's like what's that bar I mean, there's a lot of people, 90% of people who start a podcast quitted within the first three months or something. I made that stat up. I completely made that stat up. I just made it it's up. It's not far from true, but, but it's probably there's true. a stat you know like I mean? that. There's a stat like yeah, yeah. that. It's like 95% of people don't do it more than 20 episodes or something. So it's like, at what point does someone become, um, as you say here, Ross, let me see, an already established guy? You know, at what point are you an established guy and not a starting out content creator? That's a very hard bar. Anyway, there's a little side thing to break up the so rare chat. We'll try and do one or two more and then we'll we'll hit the hay. Um, I'm playing five-a-side football hungover in one hour, so that'll be fun. 
Um, <laughs> I'd have an absolute nightmare. When so rare Glasgow meet up. That's from JC67. It's very you look much like you have a nice June. venue there. I do have a very nice venue here, um, and I would yeah, I, I definitely need to get the stuff sorted out. Uh, to, I, I'm you know me, John. I'm just a, I'm a terrible organizer of things, you know. But I definitely need to, and like I've got uh, yeah, I've got some plans for, for getting it up and running. And ideally, you know, we'll, we'll get something done by the end of the season. But I have tried to, I've tried to, I've tried to get when I first took the studio on. Like last year, I did, and again, I've said this privately, I don't think I said it publicly, I don't really care at this point, but like, I did put a group chat together of like all the kind of accounts that I knew, well, I even put Dazza in here, Dazza was in London, I thought, <laughs> I put together a, a group chat of everyone that I thought was like Scottish, and I was like, I've got this studio, we should do stuff, and da da da, all the rest of it, and you know, let's just say yeah. the enthusiasm wasn't quite, you know, it wasn't quite there, no one's been in, in that sense, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's not for a lack of trying, I maybe could try a bit more, and I will, and I will, and I would do it, I will, but um Maybe for the yeah. start of next season as or something. Well, hopefully the end of this season, but if not, maybe like next season's meet-up, the kick-off the season should be in Glasgow. Ooh, that'd be fun. be fun. Or I don't know. I, I really want to get over to a game at Celtic. Um, and I know there's a, a great community over there, like in terms of, like, I know a load of lads who are, there's obviously so many. Everyone who seems to talk on some sort of podcast or has a video is always Scottish, aren't they? Um, <laughs> a part of the, 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 let me see. I don't even know. Any of these jump out at you you want to answer before we go? There's a load of questions, but I think we've covered like a surprisingly large amount of them. Uh, let me see. Um, I did have a look through them earlier, sorry. What is your... F- Why do people still play FPL? Do you think they will convert over to SoRare? And what do you think about it's pros and cons for FPL people exploring so rare. Just FPL so rare. It's kind of been a conversation that's been relatively done to death, I think, over the last couple of weeks, but like... I'll, here's one for you, right? This will close the show. This is a nice wee talk, topic on the FPL thing. Did you see the previous FPL winner, Jamie Piggott, I think it was? He tweeted he wanted to go to the game that you were at last week. Man City uh-huh. Spurs. Spurs Man City. Wanted to go to that game. He won the the whole thing. FPL, 10 million player. Whatever. He won it in 2021 or something. Still hasn't got his top prize tickets to go to a game. He sent in multiple requests. He hasn't been given them and he wanted to go to that game to see Harry Kane blah 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 couldn't get tickets didn't go right he won a game with 10 million people ran by the Premier League themselves and he didn't get the tickets and there's eight so rare dickheads off to the game <laughs> like do you know what I mean and that's what's broken with FPL <laughs> right there yeah. right there I think it's it's definitely got the makings of the whole, uh, and again, depends on your age. Anyone listening to this, you might get this, or you might not. But it feels like it's getting back into the realm of champ man versus football man, or pro evo versus FIFA. You know, mm. where there's two kind of things that are kind of doing the same kind of game, but they're both slightly different in different ways. And um, for the most part, there'll be that kind of. If you're an FPL player, I don't think any so rare player looks at FPL and thinks, "Oh, I'm going to give up so rare and go start play that." Mm. You know, so it's more that kind of in-house FPL community that discovers so rare and then maybe some of them go actually this is actually much better and they move over some FPL players won't even look at it twice and then you maybe get some guys that are in in both camps as it were so um, I think it's just one of these things like I listen to a podcast I won't name it because I don't even uh, I, yeah I listen to a podcast quite a big football one and they were talking about uh, the Premier League NFT deal with so rare I only heard it because somebody tweeted about it and like honestly I found it a real uh 
I don't know if quite I've seen a cold shiver is quite the tip, but like listening to them talking about it, it was so bizarre. Like just because they didn't these are maybe quite they may be quite highbrow guys. It's like in a financial football kind of podcast. Um, might help you track it down at home if you're looking for it. I think someone but, sent um, me this and I didn't bother listening. Uh, you need to listen about half an hour in to get to the story of stuff. But like, basically, the guy's terminology for what an NFT was, he used like a he's, this real world analogy, and it was around a marriage certificate. But it's like, you know, like if you if you went and had your way with my wife, well, but I've got the marriage certificate, so I still own her. You know, as if that's like an <laughs> NFT kind of. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> because you can, yeah, <laughs> because you can screen, because you can screenshot the cards. Yeah. That's like having your way with the wife and keeping the marriage certificate. <laughs> what proof, a, you know, like yeah, well, so that analogy. <laughs> but that's that's what these. If you think about someone, if you think FPL, ten million players, let's say a couple of million of them serious, the kind of people that play FPL and that, these are the kind of people that they listen to, and that's even just the general like man on the street perception of NFTs, and that's even yeah. guys who are meant to be quite financially astute. That's their opinion of NFTs. So there's just all this mad stuff that you know I've never heard anyone talk like that about NFT. I've heard some people being quite disparaging about them, but to the extent of like ignorance that they, they were kind of coming with and what. It's not to be derogatory towards them. It's just the only word for it. I found that as a real, as almost quite a cold shower feeling. So there will be people that will just never look at it for any reason. And I've done that with hundreds of stuff where I've looked at it, made my mind up, and went, I or not. And even to this day, you, you know, some people are like that with different things. And I don't think it makes people good or bad or smart or dumb or anything. It's just sometimes people make their mind up about something, and everyone's different. You know, each to their mm. own. Um. I'm trying to have a look. I was just checking. Speaking of disparaging comments, Joey Darso <laughs> hasn't said anything about so rare in a while, has he? Oh, by the way, has he not? <laughs> I wonder why that is. Uh, I wonder why. Athletic, I told him enough of that. You go chase yeah. another ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> <Say so. laughs> Joey Darso. There we are. Anyway, on that positive note, Quinny, let's leave it there. Um, it's been a pleasure. This is the longest one in a while, so I hope we obliged a few people's requests. But um, people can go and find you at Quinny3001 everywhere. YouTube, probably the That's main it. place to go. And then Twitter and wherever else you hang out. But thanks for being here. Um, we'll do it again pleasure. soon. And thanks to everyone. Like the video before you go. If you're listening to this, leave a review. And um, yeah, thanks to Sora Data for sponsoring the podcast. See you later. Bye-bye.